The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, this year's Darkness into Light takes place on the morning of May the 6th. Thousands of people from around the country will set their alarms for the wee small hours to walk in solidarity with those who've been affected by suicide. Now, it's the flagship fundraiser for Pieta in partnership with Electric Ireland, and I'm delighted to be joined now by psychotherapist and clinical manager at Pieta, Lee Kenny, as well as by Sharon Murphy, Darkness into Light organiser. You're both very welcome to the studio. Thank you very much for coming in. So, uh, Lee, first of all, um, tell me how it all works for those who've never embarked on an early morning walk. Wow, what a question. I mean, if you've never done it, I really encourage anybody to get up and walk with us. You're invited to the most amazing sunrise of the year on the 6th of May, as you said, at a quarter past four. Um, you know, you're walking in solidarity, as you say, with those that have been affected by suicide. And what we want to do is we want to be able to tell people that you're not alone. We want to be able to reach people who feel that they may be alone and let them know, no, we're in this together. There is hope. There is another way. Mm. And and the symbolism of darkness into light uh, makes that point in its title. But also, I suppose, physically, you will be walking in the dark at the beginning. Yes. And then hopefully you'll watch a glorious dawn. You will watch a glorious dawn. And um, I remember a number of times that I've done it walking um, with my yellow T-shirt on in the Phoenix Park in particular. Started in the dawn. Uh, sorry, started in the dark. And then once I reached my end, I looked behind me and the sea of yellow t-shirts actually brought tears to my eyes. I'm even now thinking about that. It is so emotional. And it really is that message that we're all here together. We're all standing up for you. And we're not we're saying that you're not alone and we are here together to to to, you know, make a change. Now, the Phoenix Park will be the big one, I suspect. But how many events have you got planned all over the country? We have over 100,000 people, over 200 locations across the country. Now, it's important to note this is a fundraiser for you guys because you need to raise a lot of funds for the comprehensive range of services that you offer. Absolutely. Like we get 80% of our funding from the generosity of the public uh, and we wouldn't be able to do what we do for free uh, if it wasn't for the generosity of the public and especially our flagship. Okay, um, so how do people get involved in fundraising for you? They get sponsored for the walk. So you can sign up, so you can go on to the website and you can sign up and it's really, really easy and it's really flexible as well. So anybody can do whatever they feel comfortable doing. So you don't actually have to go to a location. You can do it yourself in a way that you want to do it yourself. So you can swim, you can do anything, you can cycle, you can do anything like that um, as well. So that's really important to know that for people. And then you make your uh, appropriate donation uh, on foot of doing it. So uh, Sharon, um, tell me, how you got involved in all of this because it was on foot of a personal tragedy. Yeah, my husband, um, he died by suicide in 2004. Um, and at that time, there was, I suppose, very little services available around um, for suicide and even for bereavement. Like, I, I didn't really understand the impact that suicide has on not just the immediate family, but now, the wider community. T- 20 years ago, but I'm sure you still year. feel, oh, feel the pain of it. Absolutely, um, yeah. But it's fair to say that in that almost 20 years that have passed, the attitudes have changed quite Completely. a bit. Yeah, what, what did you get at that time when you were bereaved by suicide? Yeah. What were there, people saying to you? There was a stigma around it, I will be honest with you. And, you know, and I know initially um, I had very small children at the time. They were from five to 11 years of age. 
And it was, you know, the attitude, don't say anything, don't tell them. But I, I couldn't do that. Like, you know, I couldn't hide that because there were so many people in the community that knew about Dave. Or he was involved in, in the community, in NACE a lot. Um, and I just, they would have found out. And, and I don't, I didn't believe that was the right thing to do. It was hard enough that he was gone. But to have a secret like that, I just, it wasn't me. It wasn't for me. Mm. Um, and at so, that time, were people kind of saying, how could you not have known? Sort of asking you but surely you must have there was all that question and even yeah. myself I questioned myself how I didn't see it coming do you know so like but there was no help um, as such I think the only services probably around that was very obvious was the Samaritans but you know how available they were was probably not as good as what Pieta's house has now I mean you've an immediate response um, you can pick up the phone to them you can text them 24-7 it's a fantastic service and if that had been around I wonder would Dave had made a different choice if yeah. he had that support and that help? And that's why I'm such an advocate of it. And especially the Darkness into Light Walk. I went to the very first one. It was in 2009 in the Phoenix Park. And I remember the sense of comfort I felt turning up at that walk that I wasn't on my own. And for me, that was that was huge. That's my I call it my yellow comfort blanket uh, once a year where I get to remember Dave and um, sorry, I might get a little emotional, yeah. but um, it, it it really is. It's a comfort and, and and to the wider community, like and everybody. And my children do the walk with me as well. Um, they're they're young adults now at this stage, but um, I've always been very open about it. And and if I can, you know, I volunteer with the the NACE. Um, yeah, so you're involved in the organisation now of the NACE. Of the NACE uh, yeah, since 2012. Yeah, we're ten years doing it down there, and we have anything from three thousand to five thousand people turn up. In, in Nace in the middle of the night and walking together as a community and, and it's a fabulous experience um, and it's not as I say it is it's essential for Pieta House to raise funds and keep that service going because without that service I think we could have a lot more deaths do you know and unnecessary deaths and people they can make a different choice and I always say if I can reach one person once a year just being there and even comforting people that have you know lost someone from suicide to me, that's huge, and that's why I am so involved. Now, do you volunteer with Pieta to provide help provide services? No, no, no. I just do the darkness into light. That that's my that's your contribution. <laughs> that's my contribution. But that that to me, it's for me as well. It's a selfish as well, a little bit selfish because I get so much out of it, meeting people and the comfort that gives me that I'm not on my own. Um, and now I, I know there are so many events all over the country, but yeah. you might as well plug your own event. Oh, in Nace, where yeah. you're starting. And yeah, we start at Nace Racecourse and there's a team of five of us. Um, we've been doing it for the last 12 years. They're amazing um, team down there. And, you know, we um, every year we, it just happens. And, and there's a, the scouts down there help support um, a lot of local businesses help. They come out and volunteer and everything. And it's a fantastic community event. I know on the Friday evening we go around giving tea lights to all the shops in Nace Town and they put them in the in the windows. And when people are walking through the town at night, the tea lights are lighting in the front. And it's fabulous. You know, it's a real sense. And during the pandemic, we had um, we were like we were we weren't we hadn't an organised walk, but people still turned up in the middle of the night walking through Nace. And we put up a few posters around the place to, you know, all right. It, it is, it's a fantastic, fantastic endeavour. Uh, I mentioned that it's uh, in partnership with Electric Ireland and, uh, you know, fair play to them because it, it's not necessarily the most commercial thing they could be doing. 
No, they are amazing. They really are. And all of our Darkness into Light committee members like yourself um, doing what they do to be able to continue to raise the funds and raise awareness as well. Um, and again, as we were talking there, breaking down that stigma. So everybody getting involved as possible, as much as possible, will only support those who absolutely need the service. Um, and again, it's free. Um, we have fully qualified therapists working in our service. So everybody from our helpline to our one-to-one counselling which we can provide via phone we can do that via video and we can do that face-to-face as well Now uh, let's just give the details in case people need uh, your services uh, urgently there's a a crisis helpline Uh, it's 1-800-247-247 very easy to remember Uh, or you can text help to 51444 so those numbers again 1-800-247-247 or text help to 51444 Um, You've mentioned all the things you do and there are so many I mean um, there's one-to-one professional counselling and and that's free. All of it is free. And that's why we continue to do what we're doing to make sure that it remains free, because we know that anybody who is struggling, struggling, um, you know, sometimes a financial burden could be part of their problem. And the last thing we want them to do is to be able to worry about having to pay for a service that is so crucial yeah. to their needs at that moment in and, time. And the numbers who've availed of your 24 hour crisis helpline, it's it's quite extraordinary. I mean, what was it? Uh, 100,000 calls and texts. It's almost 300 calls and texts per day. Yeah. I mean, if we don't have that service, you know, people people will, you know, again, it's there to support people. And it is great to be able to speak about the service and the fact that it is free. And it is 24-7 every single day, Christmas, every time that somebody is in a, a need and a dark space, it, we are there. Just pick up the phone and we're waiting for you to pick up the phone. And then um, there are people who would be in the position that Sharon was in all those years ago who need bereavement counselling. Yeah, we we absolutely. So we have our one to one bereavement counselling and we also have our SBLO service, which is our suicide liaison bereavement service. Um, and that means that um, a member of our team will go out to the public if there is a suicide within the community or a family at least. And they'll wrap that blanket around that family at that moment in time and offer really crucial practical supports for the there was family. nothing there for, for me at the time yeah and I absolutely find that that's an invaluable service because it's very different there's so much involved um, when someone has died by suicide it's it's a lot more complex in, in some instances um, and for to have someone who knows how to handle that situation is, is fabulous you know um, in addition there's specialised counsel for self-harm that's right. We do self-harm as well. And um, again, that can be one to one via phone or via video or face to face as well. And then on top of that, uh, finally, and, and this is also important work, the Resilience Academy and Amber Flag programmes. What are they? So they are amazing initiatives. Um, so we want to be able to work with our young people. Uh, again, we want to be able to build their resilience, understanding around mental health and to be able to talk in safe spaces to be able to manage what they're experiencing um, and to be able to navigate their way through those experiences in a healthy way. And our amber flag is really around schools, again, we're making 
you know, our young people aware of how to, you know, respond in a healthy way to um, particular situations that might be going on for them. Um, finally, uh, Sharon, I mean, uh, you obviously enjoy organising this every year in NACE. And for people who might think that uh, the, the walk from darkness into light might be, uh, you know, utterly sad I suspect it's not it's I not. suspect the crack is pretty 90 it's very uh, uplifting I'll be honest with yeah. you and and you know even at the beginning of it when they were coming in last year um, people were on their way in they're, they're tired because they woke up in the middle of the night yeah. but um, we create a bit of a, a buzz around it it's, 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 it's an experience is what I'd say and yeah. just that feeling of when you're walking especially through NACE so when we come down through the town it's on a hill so as you're coming down the light is coming up and and to look down through nace and you'll see on our facebook page i have that picture of the yellow sea of t-shirts it's it's an amazing experience it really is very uplifting well it's happening on the morning of may the 6th it's the darkness into light uh, series of walks because they'll be all around the country my thanks to lee kenny psychotherapist and clinical manager at pieta and to sharon murphy herself bereaved by suicide and darkness into light organizer at nace thank you both very much for joining us the pat kenny show with aviva insurance weekdays at 9 a.m on News Talk.